This is exactly right. To my favorite murder, uh, the podcast, the true crime comedy podcast starring Georgia Hardstart. Hi, and Karen Kilgariff. Hi, how are you? Welcome, everyone. How how are you? Answer the question. <laughs> how's your <laughs> How's your pandemic going? How's how is the full global meltdown working out for you? Did you did you see there was a story about how in Wuhan uh, province, China, they are, they had a huge like pool party with thousands of people because they could finally they're finally opened up again. OK, and it's OK. I'm, it must be. I would hope that they're making, you know, good decisions. They start they started all this quarantining. So I think they're saying we're finally done with it. Look, I, I'm I'm as bored as everyone else, but I feel like I wouldn't go to that. I would need two solid years of uh, inoculations <laughs> and some guarantees. Yeah. Also, just um, it's that kind of thing. It's a, that's such a good point, because when I saw the story, I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, a pool party. Never. No. Never. B, unless it's my own private. Yeah. B. Like a nighttime pool party, which is like every horrible LA party you've ever oh thought God. was a good idea. And then yeah. when you showed up, you were like, this is a, this is a zombie. I wore the wrong thing. No matter what you wore, it was the wrong fucking thing. Yes. Um, and no, no also, matter where you stand, you're in a bad spot. Right. And there is no, we also don't, there's not immunity to this yet. Because just because you had it doesn't mean you're now immune to it. That's not how diseases work. No, unless they're unless it's being kept from us, we don't know anything about we how don't this know disease anything. works whatsoever. I feel uh, like a pool party is a little <laughs> premature, but I am not a doctor, nor have I ever um, pretended to be one. Hold on, why do you have that uh, <laughs> medical advice podcast? Then it doesn't make sense. Why would you open yourself up? The Amateur like Medical that? Advice Podcast. Put back teen on it. <laughs> uh, spit on it. <laughs> and put, put, back, put some back teen in your mouth and spit on it. You like, know what you need to do is suck out the uh, bacteria and mm-hmm. then put in... Uh, snake poison. Yes. Spit it in. Yes. Leech it from everywhere, from head leech. to toe. Leech your shit. <laughs> and then here comes the merch that says leech your shit on the front of it. People don't understand what it means. Your mom's upset. Your cousin's asking questions. <laughs> We're doing it again. <laughs> we are having uh, at it. As we, we are. Like, as we tend to do. Going for it. Now, we don't know where you are right now while you're listening to this. Mentally. Your listener. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally or, or literally. Yeah. Where I am personally, it's 106 degrees outside, mm-hmm. which is not common for California, Mm-mm. especially yeah. Los Angeles. We're having this crazy heat wave, but none of us are leaving the house anyway. So, right. It doesn't matter. Okay. But it's, if you're OK with it's just like my there's no air conditioning duct into the bathroom. Oh, so, <laughs> no. So like you go into the bathroom and it's like muggy. It's like a tropical. Uh, <sighs> That's the most important place for air conditioning because (laughs) blow drying your hair, like the thing of getting out of the shower and immediately sweating again is my fucking least. Like, remember last week I postponed a meeting we were having because I was like, I'm sweating out of the shower, so I can't take (laughs) this meeting. (laughs) Nothing feels worse. I know. 
I don't remember that being the reason because anytime you're like, hey, do you mind if I I'm all caps guessing you so hard? Postpone like, everything. Anything. Please. Always. Yes. <laughs> Please cancel. You love all day. You love. Yes. Anding my laziness or my whatever it is your needs you it's you choosing to have <laughs> needs and just de- declaring them i think it's important it's hard for us to do sometimes yeah. there's there's times we were just like you know what i can't get on this zoom i can't do it no and i don't have to even though you know i'm here by myself sitting here staring <laughs> i still don't have to get on that zoom with you that's my right as an american in 2020 thank you mm-hmm. what were we talking about is there a Listen, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while now, ever since we've been Zooming at home and recording at home. Is there a framed photo? Because there's like, you're sitting in front of um, like some nice family framed photos. Is there a two-headed person framed in one of those photos? Let's go over and take a look. From where I'm sitting, it's a there, it's a, a man's body with two heads on it. <laughs> no, let me go get that and I'll tell that, you what it okay. is. <laughs> oh my gosh, it does look like a frame. Doesn't it? Whoa. What is that? I've been wondering for months and never asked. I feel like now's as good a time as any. <laughs> what were you talking about? I was saying bad? I've just been watching. I've just been noticing it and never said anything for months. But now's as good a time as any to ask you. Yes. What the so hell that this is? is a, this is a gift that uh, was given to me at the end of a job by America's Sweetheart and Banana Boys star, Scotty Landis. Oh. It's oh. a picture of... Craig T. Nelson from Coach, because that's how we met, is he was a writer and I was the head writer on a talk show. Nuh-uh. And so he gave me, it was a signed photo by Craig T. Nelson of him as coach. But so you can't see the signature anymore because it's sat on my desk oh, at my old house and it got exposed sun. to the sun. <laughs> but you so can hard. see how I would think that, that he's holding a football, like uh, up, <laughs> facing up. So it looks yeah. like a two-headed person, but it's not. Yeah. It's coach with a football. It's coach and his best friend the football steven can we get that up on the instagram uh for this episode please thank you yeah please and thank you all right well we've solved that mystery any other questions or concerns about what's in the background (laughs) of my zoom shot just email us at mfm uh no queries queries and quizzes send it there definitely send it there you know what i was going to say is it is crazy boiling hot like unlike any even though it's been getting hotter lately today just went nuts Mm -hmm. and i'm drinking a a very large cup of hot coffee right now just like the bedouins do out in (laughs) the desert (laughs) i'm drinking some black tea Mm. and water oh it's iced a little bit of whiskey in there sweet because it's what's that drink called george is having a day hey george is having a day put it in there it's that feeling of I've been doing some when the commercial comes on where there's a bunch of people standing in a bar mm-hmm. tr- starting to have a fake funny conversation. Uh, it it genuinely makes me want to cry. Uh oh. <laughs> what? Hold on. The the male lady's here and she's coming up to the front door. Uh oh. Tell her. No, she's tell not. her we she's appreciate not. her and thank you for your service and we support you and we've been we've been pushing your merch. Mr. Zip, uh, we're big fans yes. of Mr. Zip. Mr. Zip, you can get little outfits for your small dogs oh, yeah. to make it look or like cats. you're carrying the mail. Or small cats. dogs or large cats. It's pretty adorable. What she got? Oh, she's going to have to leave it there anyway. I'm actually getting a thing <gasps> delivered. Oh, that's fun. Like at USPS as we speak. Sure. Go. Hey, hey. You, I said you could stay in here if you didn't bark. <laughs> hmm. That was like a stare down and then dirt. Yeah, almost. 
<gasps> hey, oh my God, that is sharp. Oh, hi, George. <laughs> Stephen, take a photo of that. Hey. Georgie. Is this what you do when I'm not here? Is this what you do when I'm not you here? You stare out the window. Go. Go get up on that bed, George. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> <clears throat> no problem. Um, shit, wait. I had a specific... This, this uh, post person... <laughs> I was singing some of the things I like to do mm-hmm. in my day. Mm-hmm. Little, so, little exposure. Mm-hmm. Is I'll go ahead and put in the old earbuds. And then just... I'm now the lead singer of the yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever, right? I think many of, of us do, of course. especially if you're by yourself. And with the freedom, I just have to go around and make sure all the windows and doors are closed because sure. I've definitely done that where it's full concert and the side <sighs> window's open. And I'm like, it's <sighs> such, it's so early in our relationship from my neighbors to be like, oh no. <laughs> There's so never sad. a good time it's for your neighbors good. to hear you singing. So the other day, and I'm pretty sure it was wait by the yeah yeah yes oh so they don't good. love maps. me like i love maps me. map thank you such a good sound. I was like wait <laughs> maps by the yeah yeah yes really delivering that and i turned around because like the, the dog did something and the male person uh-huh. was just standing there staring at me through the oh, kitchen window no <laughs> and no. it could have been i didn't have my glasses on so they could have been doing something yeah you know like on a clipboard and i just didn't see it or whatever yeah. but to me it just looked like They're they just were standing, standing there, there staring <laughs> with their mouth open like what she just do? so disappointed in their in their lives because of what happened when they caught you they're like where am i going if i'm just oh, catching God. people singing this is this my is, job yeah exactly i mean not I, wanna, about me. I don't know why we didn't request this earlier but can can uh, male people write us please and tell us like their craziest experience or their like you know Amazing. some interesting story for hometowns please like yes. just tell us what it's like to be a postal worker I'm dying to know that'd be incredible right well because also and the people that um also the people that deliver on foot so you yes. you're getting whatever your, your weird experiences in the car but then there's also all the experiences you get just walking around neighborhoods yes walking around neighborhoods like uh, tell us like what you know what what should we do to support you guys more should what do you like when we leave you for the holidays you know like what what what's it like i want to i want to day in the life plus a weird crazy story from male yeah. people people and people I love who, it. yeah that'd be fun that'd um, be great good idea let's do that what was that i thought you were gonna say we want to hear what people are doing to fill their time during the day to make themselves not go crazy and aside from watching tv or listening to podcast aside from media uh-huh. how do you fill those additional hours of the day like for example yeah tell me you you give a a three to five thousand um person concert as <laughs> As a gr- the great lead singer of a band that's never existed, or something along those lines, yeah. of like this, I know this will eat up a half an hour if I do this for a while. God, what do I don't even know what I do? Here's what here's what some people are doing back into the media today because we're recording this on Tuesday, mm-hmm. the 18th. Today was the first day of the hearings of the Golden State Killer trial where victims got to come and give either their own victim impact report or that of a family member who couldn't be there. Amazing. They're doing that until Friday when they sentence him. Fuck. Yes. I love that. Even though he pleaded, pled guilty, he we still get to hear and the victims still get to speak their fucking, you know, lives and their trauma 
So it's yeah. like, I, I love that still part of it. It's so important. And yeah, I, it's great. I, I want to hear everything about it. And Paul Holes is there, right? Yep. In person. Yeah. Right That's now. what he said in that email. Yeah. You guys, Paul yes. Holes emails us. Guys, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'll drop an email just to as, catch up. As Paul Hull's boss, as Paul Hull's bosses who control his career in our the palms of our hands. No, we don't. <laughs> we just yeah. like to tell him that. But it is kind of exciting that he would email us and be like, "Well, I'm up here in Sacramento for the w-, and we're just like, really oh, cool, good, cool, good. It's exactly where you should be. <laughs> of course, you are. Oh, I love it. It's very well, and it's also just like. The conclusion, the thing, yeah. the inevitable conclusion of a thing that no one ever thought was ever going to have one. And it's happening. And, you, you know, yeah, 40 it's, uh, years, it's never going to be fulfilling. He'll never speak about it. I bet he's such a piece of shit. He'll never cop up to the cop to the fact that he is pretending to be a feeble old man. Right. Which we all know is bullshit. Yeah, I think I think that's it's well known well-known rumor that he yeah. he in his private time is in no way feeble old man but right. that's a rumor that's the kind of thing that absolutely would kick up around something like this but yeah still it's great you love hearing it because you're just like yeah and also it's the thing we were talking about last week where it's just like there's no he's not going to have a crisis of conscience right. and then say something satisfying no none of that is part of it but but it doesn't matter because it's not about participation him. Yeah, yeah it's not it's about those people standing up and being like, you fucking monster. You're a monster. I get to say it. Yeah. You're, a, you're just a man. Yeah. You're not, you're not a monster and you're not supernatural and you don't have any powers over me except for the fact that you were so creepy and crazy that you did what you did. Yeah. But now that's over. Um, Let's do exactly right corner real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Our podcast What's network. What's going on the old network this week? That's right. Do, 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 do. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> um, What's oh, going on this week? Well, it, I'm glad you asked, Karen. Bridger Weinegger's I Said No Gifts has the wonderful Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess on. Ah, uh, the Scam Goddess. That's right. If you haven't listened to Scam Goddess and you like stories about people getting ripped off and people ripping people off, you go over to the Scam Goddess on Earwolf. And listen to her on I Said No Gifts. Yeah, get a taste on Bridger's show, see what happens, mm-hmm. and then go over and try Scam God. God, there's nothing, nothing better. Um, and then this week on this podcast, we'll kill you. The Aaron's are talking about sickle cell disease, and they have guests who are sharing their firsthand, ex- firsthand experiences with sickle cell. And they also talk about genome editing tools to create genetic conditions. It's a really interesting sh- episode. If you're uh, at all interested in sickle cell disease or don't know anything about it, this is a really great episode. So that's yeah, go learn. That's, it's a fascinating you. thing that like yeah. they're basically they're fixing. Like genome science and all that. Mm. that, Oh, my God. Insane. Atomic, atomic surgeries and stuff like that. Thank you, smart people. Yeah, for real. Uh, Also, um, just really quick on Bananas this week. (laughs) Friend of the family, Mandy Johnson, is on um, with Scotty and Kurt. She is a producer for the long running um, independent stand up show here in L.A. called Super Serious. And she has um, made a a book of photography. That's all the pictures she takes of the comics before their sets. And then she interviewed like 50 comics to talk about that book. So she 
she's uh, she's on bananas doing stories with them, but then she's kind of there to plug that book a little bit. So and she's definitely can- a friend of the family. She's she did our first photo shoot together in my apart, my old apartment. Remember? And yeah, she's been with us. She was uh, the photographer at the Santa Barbara weekend and yeah. our big L.A. show. She's definitely a friend of the family. Yeah, she's a good friend of mine. And this book is if you're interested in in comedy and, you know, the the comics that either started in or like have made L.A. uh, the L.A. scene their home for the past 10, 15 years. She's been a huge part of it. And that's this book is just a compilation that's all about that. So if that's an interest of yours, the book's called Super Serious. Her name's Mandy Johnson. And I think it's coming out in out today, I think. Is it? Yeah. Well, today's actually available. It's out this week. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So you can get it. Look it up if that's something you're interested in. I have a I have a picture in there. I know you do. It's a great one. It's a great. <laughs> it's like a one of your all time greats. She's such a good photographer. She's so good. Um, and then, oh, hey, let's talk about koozies. Karen. Hey, let's ha- do it. We have koozies for sale. We have a here's the thing. Fuck everyone koozie. And then a koozie with our cool new f- um, fingerprint rainbow design on it. And mm-hmm. um, it Very has summertime. been sold out. It got restocked. It's so summertime. We use koozies here at the house all the time for my our canned wines. Vince drinks beer exclusively. So we are always competing to see whose podcast koozie is going to be used <laughs> <laughs> that day. And they really work. They do. That's I am the a thing big about fan. Koozies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of koozies. We have so much cool merch right now. I, I'm loving everything we have and everything we've got coming in. It's, it's exciting. It's. Yeah. If you're looking for something to do during your day, if shopping might be a part of it, <laughs> don't be afraid to go over to the MFM store and That's just, right. just kind of look around. We're, we really do have a full line. Yeah. Of, um, items. And the, apparently the, uh, fuck you, I'm divorced sweatpants. Oh. Are, are selling like hotcakes. Amazing. I love it. It's my favorite murder.com. And then there's like a store link you can go to. And my friend, um, Heather Anthony, a shout out. What's up? She made the suggestion. <laughs> now we should make sweatpants and say, fuck you. I'm remarried. <laughs> <laughs> I love we just, it. We just keep following yeah. relationship arcs of yeah. women's relationship arcs, um, through sweatpants. What about fuck you? It's complicated. Can we do that? <laughs> That's right. How about fuck you? I don't owe you an explanation. Right. It's none of your just business. Just because it's uh, the holidays and I'm sitting at your yeah. ta- dinner table. Fuck you. I'm single would be great to wear to holiday parties or like, yeah. you know, at the weekend at your family's house for yep. if, if you're not in quarantine. When you realize that you probably need your sweatpants to speak for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's loud it and proud and you need it. And I'm proud of you. And I'm loud. Yeah. And I'm loud at you. I'm loud at you. But I'm more than that. I'm proud at you. <laughs> Let me see. Do I have anything else? Uh, did you watch the show, Dave? I might not talk about it if you haven't. Oh, I have not. <gasps> you know what show we just started watching? It, it premiered on Sunday. It's so good. Hold on. Let me look it up really quick. It's called Lovecraft Country. Yes. Yes. Do you love yep. it? Yes. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Lovecraft Country. It's so good. Yeah. And it it ended on such a cliffhanger. I'm so excited to keep watching it. This this might be incorrect. It's just an observation and it could be incorrect. But what's exciting to me is it feels to me like there's going to be this new wave of of black centric stories in media, especially in like TV and that kind of like fancy TV Mm -hmm. where it's not about 
that. Right. We're just getting heroes and experiences, and it's just being treated like every other, any other story. Yeah. Instead of having to be, you know, it, like it, it's not typical and it's not, um, it's just, like everything else yeah, it's like, sci-fi it's just fucking cool sci-fi it's historic it's interesting because it is yeah like, there's so much to learn as well but that sun, yes. sundown fucking towns and there was yep. a guidebook for black people when to, how to travel across the country without <laughs> going to the wrong places which is so heartbreakingly awful but it's like and, true and it's fucking such true. a strange secret i honestly right. believe a lot of people were very upset because green book was such a whitewashed version of that story Uh and that makes perfect sense to me but the idea that we're just learning about that i mean like i'm just learning about that in you know in 20 whenever that was 18 or 19 yeah it's just so crazy it's just like it's yeah it's the second they walked into that shop first of all i got teary-eyed because i want to go Mm. into a store and browse again (laughs) just really lame (laughs) just the straight immediate like fucking (laughs) like immediate is i miss shopping I miss I miss going into a store that's set up cool, which is that first store he went into that had the green book in the front window. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah, it was like right at the okay. beginning. Okay. And he was going in to talk to... Well, anyway, it, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm but sorry. In, I thought you meant green book. Yeah, okay. I got oh, it. no, sorry. In the in oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. country. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And the, just the... It was supposed to... You know, because it's supposed to be the 50s, right? Yes, I think it's the, like... Oh, no, it's like right... It's real... I think it's late 40s because it's super post... Oh, no, it's post Korea. So, yeah, you're right. So probably mid fifties or Fi- early sixties? No, fifties. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm saying please. Korea as if I know when Korea was. It's fifties. Fifties. <laughs> Korea was in the fifties. Yeah. Okay, so it's fifties. I know that from Mash. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. The point is that he's in this beautiful store that is because they they made it look like the time. Uh-huh. So nothing in the store. It looks like a vintage shop. Yeah. Is what it is, uh. and it has all these windows. So it's like the regular front windows, but then they also have the top line, which there's a bunch of stores in my hometown that have this too it was like store if your store faced the 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 west Mm -hmm. then there was extra windows at the top that brought in even more light Mm -hmm. so that your light wasn't affected by the tall um, building is across the street anyway the whole thing was just very like (laughs) yeah remember when we could just go into a store yeah and stand around and not think about anything yeah, it's good. It's exciting. It's like I fucking love sci-fi to begin with, but it's also like an adventure story. It's yes. also, a, you know, that heartbreaking. Opening, it's beautiful. Yeah. The opening itself where I was like, so- wait, who is the red lady? What is yeah, happening? What, yeah. what is this whole yeah. thing? And it was, it was they're so in the trenches, done. And then they're not. Yeah. So Love Lovecraft Country. The first episode is out. I wish I could binge it. Let's all let's all watch it and talk about it every week. I mean, because there I it, I was like, this show is going to suffer no matter how good it is, because it has to replace my Sunday night Perry mm-hmm. Mason. And well, we have so, room in our heart now. We do. It's well, HBO it also, too, right? It's HBO. No, yeah. Prime. What? No, it's HBO. HBO, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the thing you can rely on with HBO is they know how to the teams they hire. Where it's it's completely you're never just going to get great actors or just going to get Mm-mm. you know pretty cool looking set. But then, like they they just know how to turn in the entire. 
perfect paper and get an A plus on it. Yeah. So it just like the second it started, I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Like It's easier to let go of that one when this one you're delivering right into my hands that has it's the same thing where it's period. It's perfectly produced. Beautiful. It's so outfits, fascinating. The outfits are incredible. Everyone looks so fucking good. Yeah. Big fan. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. So should we explain what we're going to be doing today? Yes. Story-wise? Yes. This was... This is great. So we have so many live shows that we've done. Of course, we've posted a lot. And then we have, and they're all, you know, these fun shows we had the best time at. Then we have some shows um, where either, you know, we did them the night before. So they're kind of repeats in the beginning. But the stories we did, are the murder stories are still, you know, mean a lot to us. And they were great. And we still want to play them, even though we can't play the entire show. So we yeah, are, that we. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, there, there's also the piece of it too where we used to in the early days and some of you remember this we would we would do two shows a night and that almost mm. always meant that it was basically the same it we'd never do the same stories for both shows right 
um, we learned that quickly when we did that the first time in Seattle and saw their the faces in the front row go, oh, why did I buy tickets to both of these? Or the people in the meet and greet that yeah. were like, are you going to do the same thing? Oh, and then I was just like, oh, Shit. no, that's true. This is two separate shows. So <laughs> increasing our homework load. Yeah, that much more. But so, yeah, so some of these are um, some of the shows are it, it reflects directly that we are this. We are now on our five of performing. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll just say that yeah. there's no judgment. There's yeah. always people that are like, uh, my city didn't get posted. And that means this. And it's like, no, re- release the storyline yeah. of whatever reasoning you think it is right it's usually something much weirder and more specific than that but what we want to do is get the the greatest hits out of there so that's what we've done steven's gone through and listened through and pulled the stories that are like this one's great you yeah. know these are these are usable stories yeah and then so we're gonna do almost like you said today like a quilt where it's like karen's story from this city and my story from this city and that's really great hometown that's so sad it's languishing <laughs> and like it should be because there's so many great hometowns that like never yep. got posted except this week right we're posting <laughs> maybe the worst hometown we've ever had I, I argue I argue you and say the best hometown we've ever had the simply the best hometown we've ever had <laughs> well, let's, let's get, we'll, we'll introduce it we'll get to it so my story this week is from our North Charleston show in South Carolina it takes I, I did the story on September 21st 2018 which actually <laughs> was the first of our fall tour that year and uh Hurricane Florence was going on oh, at yes. that time. And so there's flooding everywhere. So we, ha- we had done Durham the night before. We were supposed to drive to North Charleston. Ended up having to fly because all the roads were closed. Yeah. Right? Remember that? I do. And it was a really great theater. Um, and I did the old exchange in Provost Dungeon story. So there's a bunch of like people who, who had been jailed there, ghosts that people saw, lots of like creepy stories from it, which I, is one of my favorite things to do is just like take a place like Disneyland or whatever and be like, here are the fucked up stories from it. So that's what you guys are going to hear today. North Charleston Pacific Arts Center. I think so, probably. So this is from the North Charleston Performing Arts Center on September 21st, 2018. Enjoy. This is so comfortable. All right. Well, I'm going first tonight, right? Yes, you are. Thank you. Guys, you know how much I love American history. (laughs) That's one thing everyone knows about me. This is just my thing. Uh, so, in that, with that, I am going to do the Provost Dungeon. Oh. Is it historical? It's so historical. <laughs> and hysterical. <laughs> okay. Karen, let me, let me give you a history lesson. Please. And I bet you guys have heard this story in elementary school for so much. I bet you guys did plays about it and every, you know, everyone had to be a thing and everything happened. Uh, <laughs> plays about a dungeon? Yeah, but you know, it's like histor- it's, it's historical. A historical dungeon. Yes, it's a historical. So like everyone did plays. Okay. So, but we, in California, we don't talk about that, this stuff. So uh, We this just is get all, high and surf. That's fucking right. You go to surf class, you go to high stoner class. You go to snack class. And then you go back to stoner class. And take a nap. Um, And you stand by a tree. (laughs) So, but it turns out that no historical landmark in Charleston is as well recognized as the old exchange and provost dungeon, Karen. Okay. At the intersection... What? Am I saying it wrong? No! Good. Shut up! Um, (laughs) 
It's at the intersection, Karen, in case you want to go there later, of Broad Street and East Bay Street. Amazing streets. Is it apartments now? Do you guys live there? (laughs) Um... The exchange was constructed on the site of uh, a half moon uh, bastion. Which is which is just where they fight. I had to look all this shit up. Which is just where they would like shoot the fucking people from. Like not like this. But yeah, like, Bastion. That's right. Okay, but yeah. like with cannonballs. Boom. You sure. Know I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> boom. 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 The exchange was made in 1767 as a mercantile exchange and customs house, which is basically like where you get your shit. You like do your city stuff, like you know mail letters and stuff. So this was long ago before they had stores and ammo. Anything. Mom? Uh, <laughs> that's Teresa Caputo. <laughs> Teresa Caputo's here, and she's pissed. Uh huh. Um, so, beneath the fucking where people are doing everyday business, though, is a fucking legit dungeon. Oh. Like, how often do you see a dungeon? I mean, you guys see it a lot, but. <laughs> It's been called one of the worst prisons in U.S. history. Prisoners were subject to uh, to anything that happened, which could be contagious diseases. There was no fresh air. It, there was contaminated food. Fucking rats hanging out. Always rats. Mm-hmm. And um, they were attached to he- the pe- not the rats, but the people were attached to heavy iron shackles, and they were just <laughs> pretty cute. The littlest shackles. Aww. Oh my god! It's just like <laughs> seven paper clips. <laughs> It's like a little ring. Okay. Uh, And they're left to suffer there in the dungeon until their execution. So it sucked. Um, Let's see. Oh, I have a photo of it. Let's see if we can figure this thing out. I bet we can. Yay! I I didn't bring my glasses. I have to look closer. Now, this is Bay Street here? (laughs) Just kidding. She's asking me. Just kidding. I don't care. So as we always say when we look at these beautiful historical pictures that are like, oh my God, it's so incredible, is what did it smell like at that moment on this street? What did it smell like? Uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta wonder. Well, there's a pile of donkey shit right here in the <laughs> foreground. But it does look beautiful. And um, the- You know what's weird when you see that and there's no electric, electric poles, there's no wires of any kind. Why, because they were underground? No. <laughs> it was wireless. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay, so you're not that into my observation. (laughs) Yeah. So this the majestic building, as you just saw, that's the um, old exchange. It's built by the British in 774 to accommodate the needs of the trading and shipping business. Yeah. Sure, bartering. Sure. (laughs) Um, That flourished in that harbor, bartering, etc. Pelts. And it served as. Spices. And spices of all kinds. Tea. I bet you guys did that play. Yeah. The tea play. They love tea. And Duran Duran was always there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was also the cultural center uh, of old Charlestown, they called it. I'm not saying it wrong, but from now on, I will call it Charleston, because I don't want to get yelled at. But at the time, it was called Charlestown. That's what it says with an E on the end of town. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nerds. Like, get hip. God, how small are your glasses, Ben Franklin? (laughs) Out of here. So the building has a shit ton of American history. As you, I got that quote from a history book. <laughs> it was where the Declaration of Independence was publicly read to South Carolinians, and where is that real? <laughs> it doesn't Linians. matter. <laughs> South Carolinians, man. I thought I 
South Carolinians. I've never heard that before. We've never heard of anything before. We've never heard anything. We're True. new. We've come out of a pod and walk on stage. We're new here. <laughs> um, and where South Carolina ratified the U.S. Constitution, George Washington used to fucking chill at banquets there and like dance and stuff. Always leaning. He was just like, just I'm always here. Always chilling. Um, but underneath all this lovely shit going on is a place where prisoners were subject to fucking unspeakable to- torture that I'm going to speakable about right now. <laughs> Just directly below, like one floor below. Yeah, there's three floors, and it's like, nice floor. Nice floor. George Washington hang out here. Let's fucking torture everyone and let the rats hang out here. I kind of love that it's all in one building. Yeah. It's, just, it's kind of, it's like an early mall. That's really convenient. <laughs> It's also like it's also that it still exists and you can take tours of it, including the dungeon, being like, We're not we're gonna pretend that this didn't happen. Like, yeah. let's just not open that floor. It's like, no, no, this whole it was great, but for a lot of people it sucked. Yeah, it sucked a lot. <laughs> like today. Uh, <laughs> so so the whole building, of course, is is haunted. I'm not gonna say allegedly, because I believe it. No, I don't. Uh, though the goats so they say the ghosts upstairs and the like, I thought you said goats. <laughs> So the goats took over the third floor, and they started arresting everyone and sending them down to the dungeon. And they haunt, now they haunt (laughs) the rats. Goat ghosts are the scariest ghosts. Oh my god, have you guys seen a goat ghost? The horns on those goat ghosts (laughs) are nuts. Really sharp. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, the, of course, on the like the top two floors that are like nice and, cl- and classy and shit, the ghosts are like nice and classy and shit. So, it, so goes the floor. And they walk like this. They walk like this. Except for George Washington. George Washington. <laughs> Um, I wrote, the old ex- the ghosts upstairs in the old exchange are typically less pissed off than those in the former dungeon. <laughs> I would imagine. Can you imagine? They um, were like, I'm going to spend eternity sipping tea out yeah. of this cup. Yeah, and they're like, I'm not trying to scare you. Calm down. Like, they don't do that. <laughs> um, it's now, the whole thing is now a museum operated by the Daughters of the American Revolution. They bought the building in 1912, and they were like, let's, make, let's let people look around. <laughs> <laughs> and the staff all wear revolutionary period clothing. Fun. Which has to suck. I bet they get paid minimum wage. Well, because you know, I would. It would be interesting to know. But I bet you, you just get the outfit that's there, right? Mm. Unless you can make one yourself. It's like when you work at like a theme park and you have to put the head, the like the head of Mickey Mouse on. That someone. It's like you don't get your own Mickey Mouse. Yeah, head. and if, and, and if, if nine a.m. to twelve p.m. Mickey Mouse ate Doritos, you're fucking eating <laughs> Doritos too. That's right. It's that feeling, but in yeah. like a weird pilgrim dress. Yeah, you're just like. Mm-hmm. And all the women have to just like wear the shit that's so uncomfortable. I, ha- I had a job once where I had to wear overalls, and let me tell you, that sucked. So what this, job was that? I was a waitress. I thought you were a farmer. <laughs> You're like, I was a cashew farmer in the. In I can tell you, I was a ghost, a goat, ghost farmer. <laughs> Herding goat ghosts. It's hard to say. In my overalls, it is. It's harder to deal with. Okay. Is- they were 90s overalls? Like, can they you were, just describe them? Okay, this is, I was so fresh out of Orange County that they were uh, Dickies overalls. <laughs> sure they were. Which is like what me, like, mechan- like people yeah. who listen to Social Distortion and are not mechanics yeah. wear, which is fine. Great. I'm good with that. It didn't look good on me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but what kind of a restaurant makes you wear Dickies overalls? <laughs> 
it was like a country themed it was like country themed in Santa Monica you know <laughs> the country is country in Countryville they know country you know they served blueberry fucking pancakes so they thought it was a country theme shit dude did you cuff those over- overalls on the bottom probably what kind of a shoe do you wear <laughs> just like I'm stressed out like now I have to wear overalls which if you think they look bad on you simply imagine can you imagine the if, farmer look on if me. the decision to dress what we were going to wear for this for live shows because we were like what should we wear we got this we got that Let, let's just wear black dresses it's easier what if it had been between black dresses and overalls <laughs> and I fought really hard for overalls oh none of us would be here tonight <laughs> It would be like night three of Teresa Caputo telling you your future. Can't do it. And that's what the, how the podcast fell apart. Okay, so the staff, they were revolutionary, revolution period clothing. And so some visitors have approached, being approaching someone that they thought was a staff member, like, excuse me, can, I, can you tell me where the latrine is or whatever? And then only to watch in horror as that person would then disappear into thin air. But if that exchange happened in front of me, I wouldn't know who the ghost was. Because who fucking says latrine? <laughs> Your husband, Vince Averill, Does says he? latrine all the time. Is he real? <laughs> oh, shit. This is how we find out. I just fucking go crazy. Right um, and then I wrote, not sure if they were on mushrooms. <laughs> the person who saw the ghost. That would be... Oh, but I, it was just we were touching. They weren't touching. They were just asking a, a person they thought was in period dress a question. Allegedly. Allegedly. And then that person... And they're like, I still have to pee. Where the fuck is the latrina? Please come back. It's like when they put you on hold, but they just disappear. I'll but you be have with to listen you in to one moment. Terrible music. Okay. So let's get into who the ghosts would be. If there were ghosts there, okay. which there definitely there, there, are, there are for the sake of the story. So uh, Charlestown, aka Charleston, was a mix of wealthy socialites, poor immigrants, laborers, slaves, and pirates. Hey. Um, and so, he- yeah. All right. That's hot. I bet they smelled so bad. <laughs> hey, pirates? No- yeah. No, just salty. Mm. <laughs> I mean, hangings were super popular, of course, in this era. Yes, they were. And not everyone who was sentenced to death was guilty, so that is, like, ripe for ghosting, like, haunting. Like, I'm pissed off, I wasn't guilty, you know? Sure. So that's, this must be true. (laughs) Um, That's what we call ghost logic. (laughs) So there's, of course, legends that in the early 18th century, Blackbeard uh, would fucking get locked up and chill out there. Of course, you know that pirate. Yes, the living pirate. What? Uh, when he was alive, you're saying? Yes. Yes. Sorry, I was. I just love ghosts, so I thought we were so yeah, ghost yeah, yeah. as a as a full formed human being that didn't disappear. Shit. Bra- Blackbeard allegedly. Would- Blackbeard came here. Was he American? No. No. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Jesus, why am I asking Karen. questions? Um, yeah, he came here because the, it was like a the harbor and shit. You know. Uh-huh. So uh, he was imprisoned in Provost after blockading the Charleston Harbor. Taking, and he took a bunch of local citizens hostages because he wanted leverage because what he needed was medicine because he needed, he had all these, um, his pirate friends on his ship. They needed medicine because they all had fucking crazy VDs. Oh. Yeah. 
thought you were just going to say scurvy. No. No. They weren't they even had, pretending. They had downstairs scurvy. <laughs> no lime will help you there, my friend. I just realized how much this telling sounds like an episode of Drunk History. And I'm not drunk. <laughs> I did not take a big old gulp of that Yeti uh, of brown liquor in the Uber. But I wish I had. I know. Okay. both taking a long pull off that thing. <laughs> but eventually the town was like, all right, just get your fucking VD meds and, get, and like let our people go. Uh, it was just all to cure STDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Were so, they really embarrassed as they were taking hostages? Could you please come here and help me? Or just like you're really itchy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so one of the the people that everyone says is a ghost here is a dude, okay, in 1718, a dude who was, quote, a gentleman pirate. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I'm going to look it up. And you think it'd mean like he wasn't a dick to like his, the people he captured. Right. No, he was a terrible, one of the worst pirates in history. Oh. And it was because, so his name was Steed Bonnet. (laughs) Steve? Steve Bonnet? Steed. Oh, Steed. Steed. It's a little cooler than Steed. I went to high school with Steve Bonnet. (laughs) And he was a dick. So he was, he was initially this like kind of wealthy landowner. He came from a good family. And then he got bored. He got married and had kids and was like, I hate this. My wife nags me all the time. I'm going to build a pirate ship, which you don't do. You're supposed to steal a pirate ship. I'm going to pay the pirate, the, my friends on the pirate ship, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to like divvy up the goods, the, the booty. <laughs> you know. Um, and so he, no one respected him and he just was like this, like it's like when you know when uh, you know something about a rich kid when a rich kid wants to be like a punk rocker yeah. so they just get a bunch of tattoos and then they panhandle and they're like hey can I have 25 right. cents and I'm like I have three jobs and you have more gold in your face than I've ever <laughs> seen in my life pawn something there you go <laughs> that's exactly it <laughs> pawn something that was me living in the upper hate in San Francisco <laughs> I was like getting off the bus from my job at the Gap to get on the bus to go to my job at Bear Essentials oh. the early days thank you Bear Essentials wonderful mineral makeup product. Thank you. I didn't invent it. Ad placement. I didn't invent it. And there would always be like 19-year-olds from Marin County. They'd be like, hey, man, could I have a dollar? And I'd just be like, you motherfucking asshole. I know that's your Audi. Get into it and drive away. Um... Okay, so he eventually Blackbeard like took him under his wing because he felt bad for him. The gentleman pirate. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was like, "You fucking idiot! <laughs> uh, let me help you out." Um, and they got caught. So they got caught escaping uh, the the dungeon, and they were brought back. And then Bonnet's crew was imprisoned in the Provost dungeon. But th- because he was a gentleman, Steed d- got put in the town marshal's house because he's like rich. Yeah, essentially. But the twenty nine dudes that he was fucking sailing around with how to stay in this shitty dungeon. Oh, there's a photo. <laughs> ready? Go. Oh. You ready for this? Yes. There you go. What? <laughs> Look at that. Is this from that play you guys were in in high school? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that shit right oh, there. there's George Washington on the left. <laughs> The, the guy who looks really bored with his head in his hands and tights on is uh, Steed. <laughs> and everyone looks... 
looks pretty bombed. That doesn't look fun. This yeah, is what is it, when you take a tour. This is what it looks like. Love it. I know, right? Uh, there's nothing worse than a sad pirate. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather yeah. them be waving their sword around. That's like. I mean, it just looks. And you have a VD in your fucking oh, yeah. chain there. Yeah, that's such a bummer. They're just like, we're just down here with our gonorrhea. Yeah. We're never gonna get out. Yeah, this this sucks. We miss the ocean. What if that night when everything closes up, those dudes come to life? <laughs> They're just really pouty, itchy pirates. <laughs> yeah, they don't do anything. Being dicks downstairs. <laughs> So they're all there, and they all are. Uh, the 29 men are executed by hanging um, after they had been stuck in the in the dungeon. And Steed is sentenced to be hanged by the neck until you are dead. Wow! Uh, and he wrote to the governor at this point. He was like, "Okay, I'm done with this fucking little you know game I'm playing. I want to go back to my <laughs> nagging wife." I'm not calling her nagging. He called her nagging. I'm sure she was lovely. Um, and so he wrote to the governor and begged for clemency. And he said that if you let me go, I'll, I swear I'll even cut my arms and fucking legs off to ensure I'll never pirate again. Like, that's how... Like, but he that's could, what a big fucking liar he was. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah. Did it work? No. Okay. On December 10th, 1718, he was put to death. So, goodbye. Now... <laughs> If you're hung with an STD, do you have it as a ghost? Do you think? These are things that we could have asked Teresa if she would just do a double bill with us, which she says she won't do. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, no. That was Teresa's alive ghost. It's an alive ghost. Should, is, is that Did a you thing? use that paper already? I already used okay, it. Good. I right. mean, sorry. <laughs> I feel like that's the first time that's ever happened on, on, on stage. I think I've done it a couple times. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's move on, children. I, I'd love to. Okay. So uh, then the British took Charleston in 1780, and under British control, the pa- any patriots who were like, you know, we don't want you here, they, t- they put them in the dungeon alongside the pirates and raiders, and, the, and like, so they're like these like normal like people, and they're in these like, scary pirates. I heard pirates are scary. Uh, and they're left to die there from disease, inj- injury, parasites, and rats. And uh, because it was below the waterline and right there on the harbor, the dungeon would flood sometimes and drown the fucking captives. Oh, my God. Which is like, I would haunt the shit out of that place. That would, would. I would rattle some windows. Exactly. There weren't windows. It was a dungeon. Oh, shit. I'd go upstairs <laughs> into the tea room. <laughs> um, a book and shit. And often they would just leave the, the dead there in the dungeons with the living. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I know. <laughs> it's awful. almost like it's a dungeon. It's almost bad. <laughs> Soon after the British took over, they locked up a local trader named Casper Strobel. He's a 63-year-old dude. His only crime was that his two sons were fighting for the rebels, meaning our side. Um, and in retaliation, he was detained at, in the provost dungeon where he remained in, he quote, remained in chains until he was insensible. And then he was released and he died the next fucking day from madness. So like, that's how crazy it made you there. Wow. The exchange's most uh, notorious execution came in 1781 with the advent of the American, uh, advent? Of the American Revolution. This is where you guys did the play, I bet. So Isaac Hayne was born in 1745 to a pretty well-off family. He married a woman named Elizabeth Hudson. They had seven children. They were just like, you know, oh wait, there's the dungeon again. Ooh. Isn't it kind of beautiful though? It's pretty, well, you know what? It's a 
I, you gotta love a nice arched dome yeah. ceiling. I'm kind of like, if I ever buy a house, I'm gonna give this to the fucking interior designer and be like, and be like, and can you pick colors that go good with flood water? <laughs> And rat shit. Yeah. And I want around the house tiny rats and chains. <laughs> it's funny. It's an inside joke. Yeah. You should listen to the podcast sometime. Uh, okay. So that's him right here. <laughs> She's laughing at your dude. <laughs> he's just like... He's yellow. He's super yellow. <laughs> he is... I have that same ruddy skin. I understand. Looks like a... I understand. It, the, it looks like a light eczema. Yeah. Which means I, that the painter was like, I'm not going to put the full eczema, but I feel like we need to let everyone know in the future you that You know what it is? It's rosacea. Rosacea. That's rosacea. the one. That's the one. It's rosacea. Please excuse me. I mean, it's on his chin. It's everywhere. It also could be that he just fucking loved booze. Oh. And he was just like... I think I'm going to drink like seven mugs of mead and then get my portrait taken. Yeah. Oh, but just first a little <laughs> Curel on that. <laughs> Nivea, perhaps a bit of Nivea. Can I say though? Excellent eyebrows. Oh, well, yeah. Take a look at those. I mean, he's very patrician. Uh, but he also, he just looks like someone that would park in a handicap space to me. <laughs> Doesn't he? Okay, question. You have to go around uh, with that haircut for a month, <laughs> but you get a million dollars. You have to go do your normal shit. Yes. 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 Okay. Here's, How about a hundred dollars? No. <laughs> How? Five hundred thousand? No. <laughs> it needs to be up in the six figures. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's really <laughs> six figures. Seven. Which is why we have an accountant. (laughs) If I'm going to get a million dollars, it has to have six numbers in it. Sorry. That's how I do business. I'm sorry. How come Karen's so poor? She works so hard. She just accepts. She she doesn't know. She always goes backwards with the zeros. She's like, no, I'll only take six figures. Okay. It's like at the end of the night, someone hands me a $20 bill. Thank you. (laughs) My twenty million dollars. <laughs> okay, let's. Okay, let's. I was just gonna say I can't. I can't take a bob that short. Sure. That's why. That's why it have to be. I don't think it's. That's the. That's not the problem. It's not. Haircut. What other problems no, I do I have? You. I don't mean you. <laughs> Are you saying I can't wear an ascot, motherfucker? Remember, because I can. No one's questioning your ascot wearing abilities. It's like way up high. Remember what you said to me in the airport this morning? What? <laughs> when you ac- almost accidentally insulted me. I went like, I feel like I look like this person today. I kind of had this like, I had this vibe of um, the kid from Freaks and, Freaks and Geeks, Geeks, which yeah. I get sometimes and I love. And I, I kind of felt it and I told her and she goes, um, yeah, but he's attractive. <laughs> It's okay that you look like him because he's attractive, but it sounded like... I didn't say the first part first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounded like I was arguing. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I'm going to cry in an airport. And this this is why we have to go to therapy. (laughs) Also, it was fucking eight in the morning. It's just not fair. 100%. Okay. 
No, it was not on you. It was on Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> that happens to me all the time, though. Something comes out of my mouth, and then I'm like, did I tell you that what I did in Bloomingdale's? This was amazing. No, God. It was, it was Labor Day weekend. I was in Bloomingdale's. I thought it was going to be so crowded that, like, it, it was the mall, and it's just a, the store attached to the mall. So I thought it was going to be packed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I... Uh, was walking through and there was of course hardly anybody there maybe because fucking Bloomingdale's isn't where everybody wants to shop and it's insanely <laughs> you know on Labor Day everyone's like you know where I really want to spend Labor Day uh, Bloomies just maxing out my credit card for two pairs of shoes but as I was walking around I looked over and there was a girl that was just standing it's like the thing that never happens or at least in California at Macy's where you know at Macy's you can't get anyone to ring you oh, up no. it's just like you have to chase people down there was just a girl standing at the cash register like waiting for someone to buy something and so I meant to ask her like has it been busy this weekend Mm -hmm. but what I did was yell across the store are you busy this weekend you asked the cashier out are you busy this weekend and she's like like that and then I just started laughing explain it you it's come out of your mouth as a full sentence there's no there's nothing else to be done so now i'm dating this fucking cashier we're deeply in love it's fine it's fine i love it <laughs> you get the discount Did you get a discount friends and family baby yes um okay there so. was pot involved all right it was the weekend <laughs> <laughs> it's California. We're, we have to do it. Yeah, like, they make us. The mayor like makes it. you. The mayor comes around your house and makes you. And they give you your, your rations for the week. <laughs> They're like, smoke this in the mall parking structure before you go in. And then have a real good time. And then ask out whoever you see. I don't think I've ever asked anyone out in my life. Really? No. I want you to. Never. I want, I'm going to make you. You I'm can't. That, I'm that friend. I'm that fucking friend. I'm going to fucking make you ask someone out. Well, I mean, it worked the last time. <laughs> yeah. You just have practice. <laughs> Let's talk about murder. Okay. It was just so loud. <laughs> Okay, so he lived in a ni- he lived in a nice mansion and all this shit. He was super rich. We're talking about Isaac Hayne again. Yes. Um, not. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yellow jacket. Yes. By 1776, in the middle of the Revolutionary War, he becomes a captain in the Patriot Militia. He's like, let's fucking do this. You know, like, he's in it. Like, you know, he's a Patriot. It would be so cool if that guy talked like that. He's there. (laughs) No, like, wanted to defend his country against, you know, the British. They're coming. Um... You How know. many times do I have to say it? You know. The British are coming. The British are coming. See that. So then a British commander who captures the town, Sir Harvey Clinton, which I'm sure was played by the kid that everyone hated in elementary school. <laughs> uh, he captures the town in the siege of Charleston. He threatens to confiscate the property of anyone who continues to be um, loyal to, uh, you know, our town. And he's like, you can't resist the royal anymore. Yeah. Take your fucking shit. And so, um, but he promised protection 
protection to anyone who would support the British. So, of course, Hayne, he's totally a patriot, but he's like, I don't want to lose my shit. But also, his, um, he got locked up, and, and his wife and his children were on their deathbed from smallpox. So he's like, I just don't, I can't lose all this shit. I'm just going to sign it. And he signed it, and he was like, he t- like, there was this agreement that he was like, okay, I swear I'll be on your side while you're here. But when you're not here anymore, I won't be on your side anymore. Still. <laughs> That's, that's when it counts the most, <laughs> is when they're there. It doesn't work like that, 100%. But like, they were like, great. So, um, da, 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 da. so the Patriot forces push back, they get them out of there, and he was like, great, I'm not in the Royal Militia anymore. He, the success of the Patriots allowed him to believe that they were gone, so he, wasn't a, he didn't have the obligation to you know, yell about how great they were anymore. Yeah, I, I love tea, stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, so, so da, 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 Okay, but then a few months later, he's captured by General Andrew Williamson. He's an American spy working for the British, a.k.a. a snitch, is what I wrote. Because, <laughs> come on, dude. Be cool. Wait, you mean the second guy? Because the first guy is not cool either. No, the, which one? Andrew a- Isaac Hayes? No, no, no. He's, we like him. We do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he, yeah. he did what he had to do for his wife and children who were dying. Right? And he was like, but I'm also like, but I also like won't be on your side. Um, When it doesn't count. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay, but the really bad guy. The really bad guy who's like, I'm going to secretly be this guy and I'm actually that guy. He's the snitch. So uh, they start to to fear that. So they catch him and decide that uh, Isaac Hayne should be made an example for what happened to those who commit treason. So, like, all he did was tell them he was going to be on their side. Then he wasn't. And then they're like, we're going to set an example of you. Oh, that's treason. Okay, technically, yes. A hundred percent, technically. Two people who know nothing about history now fighting about history. It's such a great place to start. It's the new TV show <laughs> on History Channel. It's, it's happening. So he's imprisoned in the Provost Dungeon, and he begs the officials to let him see his children one last time, but they're like, nope. Um, and on the day of his execution, which is August 4th, 1781, all the citizens go into the street. He's escorted by a party of soldiers to the gallows with his hands tied behind him, and he's hanged until he dies. Yeah. Okay, so he is one of the most prominent uh, Americans to be executed by the British during the American War of Independence, and he probably is haunting the dungeon. Maybe. Um, so the old exchange and accompanying dungeon spent the, spent the 20th century under the threat of redevelopment. It was saved, like I told you, by the Daughters of the Revolution. Um, in all records, I've identified at least 120 South Carolina residents or patriots who spent time as prisoners on site uh, for treason, sedition, sedition, and rebellious speech. And down in the dungeon, you can still see what's left of the original wall. Visitors and staff have reported that they hear fucking ghosts and shit all the time, oh. as well as moaning like someone's in a lot of pain. There's rancid odors that come and go at will, which is like... Those are the costumes. Those are <laughs> <laughs> we went over that already. <laughs> and visions of apparitions in period clothing with blank stares while walk aimlessly through the halls. Um, Can I just tell you something? Yeah. Um, that just reminded me of one time I was at work, and... Um, <laughs> I kept smelling this really bad, like, cologne or perfume. It was really strong. It's got to be a ghost. And it was really gross. And I kept going, who's wearing that perfume? God, it smells so bad. It smells so bad. Who's wearing 
it. And I'd, I couldn't stop saying it. And I would walk up and smell people and be like, I really wanted to find who was wearing this terrible. And it turned out it was me. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. I had switched. Normally I wear secret shower fresh. Mm. And I switched to spring fresh. No. Or some other flavor. A fresh. And it did not agree with my armpits. And it created a smell that was like, it was like... It was like if a dirty 13-year-old like got ready for a dance without taking a shower, Ew. but it was on me all day. You were the one. You it were the was one. me. I was haunted myself. <laughs> um, and some have seen chains being pulled and stuff, and dancing orbs are reported cold spots, and a few visitors are reported to be pushed and choked by invisible hands. Whoa. And Whoa, like actual hands coming out of the air? I mean, it was probably seven-year-old Susan who just likes to get attention. <laughs> uh, these, these hands come up from really low. You're like, what oh, do you want me to lean down? Oh, <laughs> what are these reaching hands? <laughs> some kid was like, I saw a ghost. And, some, and Susie was like, I got choked by a ghost. Like, God, Susie. Shut up, Susie. <laughs> and it's all thought to be the ghosts of those who are left to suffer in the Provost Dungeon. And that's the Provost Dungeon. <laughs> You do? I do. Was that what just happened? Um, Doubt it. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com Goodbye Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City Go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda You never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today Your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, there it was. We did it. You did it. Did you I, did your story. Thank you. Did I knock it out of the park? I'm sure you did. Do you you think? must have. I probably did. Great job. Thank you. 
here now we're gonna we're gonna then go back in time even one year before Ooh. that because my story on today's podcast quilt is from kansas city um and this was december 9th 2017 wow. so this was basically the one-year anniversary of when we first started touring holy shit really yeah because our our first technically first live show uh, like on the road was the Bell House right. show in Brooklyn, which was in December. And the Bell House held 300 people. Many more than that wanted to go. We didn't understand that. <laughs> uh, again, apologies to the staff and management of the Bell House who absolutely have our faces up like bag check writers in the back yeah. of that. Do not it give was these people a show here again. Pure insanity. Also, that was back when I was the tour, the tour manager. <laughs> I, I'll take care of it. I said to Georgia so confidently. <laughs> Anyways, this is one year later. We're in Kansas City, which we, Kansas City, we always have the uh -huh. best shows there. Those crowds are fucking nuts. So this was a night where we did two shows in one night and my story was the last. Ugh. This is the story, the last story on the second show. So when Stephen um, put this on the list because Stephen pre-listens to all the live shows Bless and then basically takes notes mm -hmm. because we... I, I'm so sick. I'm so sick of my sound of my own voice. <laughs> And everything around it. So he basically says this is that, good. That means Here, mine. Here's, everything around it is my voice. So you're sick of my <laughs> voice and your voice. This isn't about you. Stop it's making always it about, about me. So, so this is the last... So when Stevens put this on the list of this was a good one, yeah. I said, how is this possible? I remember doing this and feeling physically ill. Yeah. And then when we put it together and Vince just, we were trying to think of, hey, do we have any stories like do you remember from this long ago? Yeah. And we were just saying, if it was the, if it was the second story on the second show, that's what the bad feeling was. Not that I didn't have a good time, but that we shouldn't have been doing two shows in right. one night. We stopped doing it, I think, after that tour because it's like four hours on stage is too many hours on stage. It just like drains you mentally and you just don't have the heart. You can't. I mean, God bless fucking musical theater people and people who can actually do Jesus. shit like that. Broadway, Broadway, Broadway people oh with like God. two on Sunday. Fucking yeah. Night. We're not even singing. So I do sometimes, but that's <laughs> very low it's, effort. It's rough. Yeah. We want to, we want to do the best show. And so we stopped doing, even though we could make a shit ton of more money, we were like, but we're going to put out a shitty product. So we refused. Well, and also because the energy in those rooms yeah. was so intense and so big and so much like, to doing two of that in a night, I couldn't even imagine no. us doing that anymore. No. It was we, we it was pure ignorance that we were yeah. able to do it in the first place. Totally. Anyhow, so please enjoy. This is at the Midland Theater in Kansas City, Missouri, and one of those big, beautiful old theaters mm. that is so insane looking. I just took a tour of it online today just to see if I could remember any specifics. Um, but you know. 2017. It's, it was, I was 37 years old. It was three was years ago. Baby. It's it was it's crazy That's to crazy. think of. Yeah. It's so funny. So anyway, it, all that in mind, please enjoy my story of the Stoll Cemetery. Well, mine is uh mine is slightly away, but this this place has been of interest to me for such a long time, and I was so excited because it's only an hour away. Uh, from where we are right now, and it is apparently, according to the internet, the most haunted evil place on earth. It's the Stoll Cemetery. Where the bride cat lives. Where the bride ghost lives. Oh my god, I'm scared. 
scared. Uh, yeah, you should be. You fucking should be. Because guess what? What? The devil comes out of hell twice a year to visit his child's grave, uh-uh. which is somewhere in the cemetery. And um, I believe on the headstone, they say the name is something. It looks like witches, but it also kind of looks like it could be someone's last name. And so apparently the devil, although he is the antichrist and, and the lord of all evil, also cares deeply for his dead son. So, okay. I, apparently, that's the story. All right. <laughs> Stull is a city. An unincorporated. Skull? No, Stull with a T. Oh, I, I, that'd be fun if it was called Skull. I it? mean, it would be fun, but then I bit it. It's a, a bit on the nose. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. It's a, it's a touch hat. Right. I'm like, oh, I get it. So we'll go one letter off. Okay. And we'll call it Stull. Okay. It's an unincorporated community. I said city. It does not qualify as a city. Mm. It's also quite small. Mm-hmm. Smaller than your town. Oh, fuck. Uh, sorry. I wanted to win. <laughs> This is a, it's in Douglas County, Kansas. It's Kansas representing. See, all right. If it's that small, then they're all here tonight. Yeah. All of Stoll is here and they're ready to rise up. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear you make that noise at us, Kansas, because when I discovered, so basically I had, uh, I had what I thought I was doing and then I changed my mind. Yeah. So I had Steven, I was like, can you send me creepy things? I want to do a creepy one for the second show. It's more fun. And so he sent me a bunch of choices. Well, I see the Stull Cemetery, and I'm like, yes, this is it. It's my passion. Um, (laughs) Not so much so that I know what state it's in. So then when I, at like 6 p.m. this evening, saw that it was not in Missouri, I was like pouring sweat at the desk. I was just like, holy fuck. And I texted Steven, I was like... Um, yeah, so that's not actually where we are, so I need a new story. Did and you I, fire Steven? Yeah, I fired him. <laughs> but then I rehired him at a lower rate. Okay. <laughs> so it's fine. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I need to hear. supports you. No, it's actually... But then when I looked at it on the map, it's so fucking close that I was like, whoever's mad at this, fuck them. And then I always forget we have such amazing listeners who drive for hours at a time to come to these live shows. So, thank you. And now, let's journey to hell together. Founded in 1856, Stull was originally known as Deer Creek, but it was renamed after its first postmaster, Sylvester Stull. Mm. Now, some say it was renamed, the city was renamed after him, but that some say that the post office, if a town was unincorporated, not a town, if an area was unincorporated and didn't have a name, they would just call it by the postmaster's last name. Oh. That was, that was what they used to do back then. That's easy. So either way, here's to Sylvester Stull. That is a haunted fucking name right there. I know. They called him Stully. (laughs) They tore the post office down in 1903. Hmm. I don't know why. (laughs) They were were mad about mail. Um, (laughs) Price of stamps. (laughs) So this area uh, was settled mostly by Germans and the Pennsylvania Dutch, a.k.a. the Amish. Um, You guys are here tonight? (laughs) Amish? got a big Amish following. Uh, and they have to leave like three months before a show because they have to go by carriage. Uh, 
alongside a freeway, all slow, with a reflective triangle on the back. Mm. And I love the Amish. Mm. Could you imagine? They bring us, like, homemade things. <gasps> homemade. Well, that's what everybody does. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we don't have to imagine that. Uh, okay. Go. So... 1857, there's six families that live in Stull, <laughs> which I love. Um, so the same year, they construct a stone church on land donated by Jacob Hildenbrand, um, and it's later called the Evangelical Emanuel Church. Um, and then in 1859, Hildebrand donated more land for the cemetery area. Um, until 1908, sermons at the uh, small county chapel were preached in German. Oh, you may. Um, a gorgeous language. <laughs> um, uh, this small community never grew larger than 50 people um, in, at the time. Uh, now it's up to 200. Congratulations, Stone. Keep it up. <laughs> Um, they're all, every single one of those 200 people is pissed about how many people tried to come to the Stull Cemetery and fuck around. Yeah. They hate it. Um, okay. Someone named Chris, Christ Craft. <laughs> what? Who wrote this? It's gotta be right. It's gotta be right. <laughs> uh, like Christ Novoselic from Nirvana? It's Christ Craft. An inhabitant of the settlement during the 20th century recalls that life in this small town was quiet, easy, sometimes even boring. Well, no shit. <laughs> said everyone here. Right? Yeah. Until. Uh-oh. So this is all directly taken from a website called The Week in Weird. Um, and this, the guy that writes this website went to the Stull Cemetery. So a lot of his stuff was firsthand. It's really hilarious because he's like, I got there and there were fires in all four corners of the cemetery. And I was like, dude, are you sure? <laughs> Okay, so he writes, for over a century, Stull Cemetery has been linked to countless legends involving witchcraft, mm-hmm. satanic cults. Why are you pointing at me? Because you love it. <laughs> I love it, but I'm making you love it. Okay. And of course, the infamous Gateway to Hell. Have you ever heard about this? No. It's the best. Is it a gateway to hell? It is. It's not a highway to hell. ACDC owns that. <laughs> they have the copyright. According to legends... Uh, Lucifer, the devil, that's who I was talking about earlier, um, he once used this, the, the church that was in the center of the uh, cemetery, um, then it became abandoned, and he used it as his own personal doorway from the netherworld. Um, it was in Stull where he would rouse the spirits who had been buried inside the gates of the most evil cemetery in existence. Sorry, people who are buried in the Stull Cemetery. Yeah. I don't know what you did wrong. You fucking fucked up Amish people. <laughs> oh, no, you're alienating our Amish listeners. That's Scott. Our Amish listeners. Hand crank podcast machine. <laughs> it plays podcasts and makes butter at the same time. So good. <laughs> I just feel like they wouldn't, the devil wouldn't be like, Kansas. I feel like he'd be like, you know, Transylvania. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Like, like, that, that's not against Kansas. It's for, like, why would, you know what I mean? It's like, it's too late. They're you pissed. guys are better than that, is what I'm saying. <laughs> You're better than Transylvania. 
Oh, now I'm insulting the Transylvanian <laughs> listeners, too. They're, look Get at it. that guy in a cape standing up. Sorry. His hair's all slicked back. Oh, Sorry, no. He's livid. <laughs> he's putting his hands out and walking really slowly toward us. I'm not scared of you. <laughs> I'm scared. Okay. So this is really awesome. So this church in the center of the cemetery is like basically the center of all this evil doings and all this kind of stories around it. So there is outside of the church, there is a, um, there's like a platform and underneath it, they said like grass has grown over it. But if you lift it up, there's a set of stairs that go down to nowhere. No one knows where they go to. For real though? For, well, I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's like, we're like a half creepypasta realness right now, I would say. Got it. Um, But they say, and those who have done it, no names, (laughs) no no dates, no nothing verifiable, but those who have walked down these stairs say that um, as you walk down, a very strong force tries to pull you to the bottom of the stairs. Gravity? Our scary story with science. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> I got a lot of sugar today. <laughs> it's just the the one person started walking too fast at the top of the stairs, and they like went down. They're like, oh, that devil is making me. Oh. Or he did what I did, the opposite of what I did earlier, and tripped up a upstairs. I tripped up a step today. Yeah. And he he fell, and it's just gravity. Right. Yeah. Did you just fall all the way down on the ground when you uh-huh, tripped up I the stairs? Oh. My knee. It was really in front of people. Don't worry, it was in front of people. <laughs> the whole valet stand. Yeah. Don't, no one tried to help me. Um. <laughs> I think that's best. Yeah. When I fall all the way down, I want everyone to leave me the fuck alone. I think they were like, oh, okay, leave her. Don't look away. Look away. Let her have her shame alone. One time I fell, and this is a quick sidebar, I fell out of a cab in Chicago. (laughs) It was very odd. It was like, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Like getting out of a car. I'd done it before. I thought I had this shit on lock. I know, right? The devil tricks you. It does. The devil pulls you down. You don't need stairs. It's a weird force. I fell down in front of this busy movie theater in Chicago, out of a cab. It didn't make sense. Like, if you had seen it, you'd have been like, but you're supposed to step up out. And I just, like, kind of came out and down. And I did it where it was like hard enough. It was like my toe caught on this curb that I didn't see or whatever. So I went spl- oh. full splayed. Oh, no. And then my stupid tote baggy purse fl- no. fell in front of me. So all of my things just went like. <laughs> oh. And then so I was like, okay, I don't really live here. So I can, I'm going to survive this. Yeah. I'll never see these people again. But the saddest part of it was an old lady came and helped me up. Oh. <laughs> You did this to me. (laughs) So, anyhow, but here's the twist of these stairs. Mm -hmm. When you turn around to come back up the stairs, it takes longer, sometimes two weeks. (laughs) That's what this article said. Okay. To get back up the stairs. Now you don't know it at the time. It's you're yeah. you're walking. You think, oh, that just took me four seconds. Should have never gone down to the dark stairs. I don't know where they go <laughs> yeah. to. Why did I do that to begin with? Then you come out and you're like, two weeks later, <laughs> this impacts my life in a very minor way. Yeah. 
I missed my favorite murder live. That's about it. I didn't put the garbage out. It's those two seats right there. Those two empty those empty seats. They're down just walking in place in the still cemetery stairs. They're like, I wonder what murder they'll do. God damn that devil. Oh, man. I love that no one talking about going up or down those stairs reports that it is hot or any. There's no hellish uh, aspect that I've read. There, It might be in there. I haven't dug hard enough to the stairs. Those are rumors that it's hot. Okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. So, these are apparently the stairs the devil comes up out of every spring equinox and Halloween to visit his poor dead son. Okay. Who was the devil's wife? When did they have kids? I have so many more questions now that I'm done reading the story. Not done, but... Okay. So, the most widely accepted theory behind the origins of Stoll's evil reputation, this is again word for word from the weak and weird, uh, is tied to both a large tree which once stood in the cemetery and an old tombstone, oh, there it is, described with the word witch. So it's (laughs) W-I-T-T. I C H. No, that's not a word. Yeah. W I T T I C H. Okay. It's just lightly misspelled witch, I guess. Now that I look at it, it's not that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> now, the tree is said to be the hanging tree for the condemned witches um, who are put to death there by torch wielding townspeople. So, like, the seven Amish people got together. <laughs> They're like, you, you. You make candles. We don't like you. (laughs) You're a witch. Candles are our thing. (laughs) And then the the tombstone with the word witch engraved on it is none other than Satan's son himself. Oh, shit. um, Who was, legend says, was born deformed and covered in wolf hair. Hey, maybe that's just a dog. So a couple of sad things that have happened in Stoll and around Stoll. In the early 1900s, a boy was accidentally burned to death by his own father. Oh, it's like a weird turn. It could have been... Now keep in mind, that could have been the devil and his son. <laughs> That's why he's so sad. Visits him so often. In the early 1900s, a local man in Stoll was reported missing, and he was later found hanged from that pine tree in the uh-huh. cemetery uh-huh. and uh, the, the old church in Stoll is believed to have been built in 18 I bet I said that right 1867 cut and paste um, <laughs> but then in the early 1900s it fell victim to a fire okay so here's some here's some other things one story tells of two young men who are visiting Stoll Cemetery one night they become frightened when a strong wind begins blowing out of nowhere it's called wind. Yeah, isn't that how wind works? <laughs> it doesn't start by going wind. And yeah. then like, oh, wait, hold on. I hear a, out of nowhere. I hear the, uh, the cry of an owl. Now that means wind is coming. <laughs> so they run back to their car only to find that it had been moved to the other side of the highway and was now facing the opposite direction. That's creepy. That's something only the devil can do. He just plays these practical jokes. <laughs> Once he comes up those stairs, he's ready to have some fun. Yeah. He's been bummed out by the death in the family, and now he's like, let's fuck with some people's cars. <laughs> I'm the devil! Okay, another man claimed that um, 
about the same, that same mysterious wind that he was in the church and he said that the wind came up, knocked him to the floor and held him down on the floor for some time. Some time. He was a drunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, didn't want, I was going to say that, but I don't want to like, well, now it's this, now, you know, like every single time. Maybe there's something spooky. I'll let one, I'll let one of these things land. Okay. So you're going to, of all the things you could pick, you're yeah. picking wind pinning a man uh-huh. to the ground. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> well, that's your pick. There's no going back. Okay. Okay. All right. No matter what I come up with later. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is there something good? No. <laughs> okay. No, I love this. Like... I would go to this. Oh. I mean, in one yeah. second. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. they don't want people there, and I think it's very hard to find. Great, let's go. I Right? <laughs> okay. Um, so this church, uh, se- it's been missing its roof since the 20s, and they say anytime it rains, it never rains into the church. They got so, a new roof. <laughs> an invisible Wonder Woman yes. roof? Yes. No water ever drops inside the, the square of the inside church. Okay. Not blowing your mind the way I wanted it to. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. There it is. Um, but people would see this, see this firsthand with their eyeballs. Um, <laughs> awestruck visitors would report that the tiny church would stay bone dry no matter what time of year or the weather conditions. Um, that reminds me of like a depression commercial, like a commercial for a pill for depression when it's like the little thing and it only rains <laughs> On him, and you walk around all sad, and then he gets his pill, and he's happy again. What if the <laughs> What if the devil just looks like that uh, little blue circle yes. that rolls around with depression? Yeah. For what's that for? Cymbalta or something? Could shit? be Cymbalta. The Cymbalta circle. Is that a heart attack medicine? It could be. I don't know. I don't know my. You guys know what I mean. Soloft. Thank you. <laughs> this bitch knows her fucking pharmaceutical. Yeah. Let's hear the Wellbutrin's in the house. There's a Wellbutrin rep here being like, yes. <laughs> I can write this fucking ticket off. <laughs> this ticket to my favorite murder. <sighs> Business okay. expense. Go. They say that. <laughs> oh, supernatural attributes. Uh, the, ta- the town finally gathered together to take this church apart because of all these creepy things that were happening and people seeing things that were happening and then people coming to look to see if anything mm. was happening and they're like, fucking take it down. Let's burn this church to the ground. But that destruction made the spirits <gasps> angry. Oh no. And so that's when the hauntings in the graveyard flared up. Uh, Why didn't they just put a fucking roof on the goddamn church? Oops, I probably shouldn't say goddamn church. <laughs> I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. It doesn't matter. You know what? That can't just be your past. I know. I say that about everything. It's not. I don't care. It's not real. <laughs> uh, okay. They said that um, this, is, this is one that you may have wished you'd picked. Okay. They say uh, before the church was demolished, if bottles were thrown at the walls, they would not break. Who the fuck is throwing bottles at the wall? At and church? also, it's not scary. It's yeah. not like they're especially devilish. It's also like... I mean, I, like, I'm, I, I don't know. So many, I have so many angry questions. The naysayer in me is like fucking bubbling to the surface. Well, they say that if the bottle didn't break, you were going to hell, and if it broke, you were going to heaven. Oh, that's and true. So then they all didn't break. Oh. So we're all going to hell. Got it, got it, got it, got it. 
But at least we'll be together. <laughs> when Pope John Paul II visited Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado for World Youth Day in 1993, remember how fun that was? Um, who like who planned that? I was like, you know who we should get for World Youth Day? You know who the kids love? The youngest man on the planet, Pope John Paul II. <laughs> Let's get him out here for World Youth Day. <laughs> he loves youth they and love the blood him. of Christ. Uh, okay, so but they say there's a rumor, you know, whatever, that when he he is so scared of stole that he made his plane fr- fly around the area Ooh. on his way to, <laughs> All right. to Colorado. Okay, which is I guess he's the Pope and he has probably the most power of any religious person. But do pilots take requests <laughs> like that? I wonder. <laughs> Could you go over to the left about seven thousand feet this for a thing little is while? The devil. Um, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> now I'm in the middle of the stupidest one I've ever done. Um, but is it also the best? Or the best. And uh, the best. Oh, wait, it was in... Um, oh, the urban legend would cite a Time magazine article stating that Pope John Paul II re- requested his flight, his plan fly far around the section of Kansas because he oh because he didn't want to fly over unholy ground mm-hmm. um, but it's, it sounds like what they're saying here oh that article never existed <laughs> <laughs> this is a comedy podcast <laughs> we never promised you facts I like I like doing gossip more than facts <laughs> I think it's just it's better this is now a true crime gossip <laughs> podcast <laughs> also it says here the Pope's plane was nowhere near Kansas during its flight <laughs> Making me try to naysay anything. They're doing it themselves. I don't Here, like it. The thing about Stoll is you just have to be you have to believe no matter what I tell you. <laughs> no matter what happens. Okay. So on October 30th, 1998, the pine tree, the, the hanging tree. Oh, I remember that. Uh, was you do remember? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. From it was cut down. Mm-hmm. Um and uh then a man from the Lawrence Journal World quotes the <laughs> Is that the best newspaper ever? Okay, so whatever happens now has to be true because okay. if, if he and it's up, if it's wrong. It's your guys' fault because we believe you. What what does he say? Well, he quotes the the official. He everyone says that they the rumor is that they took the tree down because witches would witches would go dance around it and do fucking witchy things What's and hold it? black masses and stuff like that. But. Kedrick Blackwood of the Lawrence Journal World quotes the official position of the town citizens on that, that the tree had to be removed because it had died. (laughs) Oh, Lawrence. But then it was buried in a grave with a tombstone marked witches. So... Now the tree is related to the devil. On Halloween night, 1999, reporters from local newspapers and TV stations went to the cemetery to join all of the onlookers because everyone was there to see if the devil was going to walk up the stairs. That sounds like a fucking party. (laughs) I want to be there with a blueberry and a fucking Long Island. Right? (laughs) Boom, boom. Uh, I'm seeing the devil. No. And then you guys sneak up and and you come out of the thing. Hi. You're the devil. How did you go down those stairs? I went down three weeks ago. I was ready for this fucking master prank. Damn. So, basically, uh, 
they let people hang out. The sheriffs were there, but they were letting people hang out Chill. up until 11.30. And then a man who was the representative of the owners showed up and insisted everyone leave. Oh. And so then the deputies had no choice but to honor his wishes and make everybody, including reporters, leave. Well, he sounds like the fucking devil. Party pooper. Devil. That's right. Was his hair slicked back and he was wearing a red velvet coat? And a cape? That was the devil posing as the landowner. Oh, man. You fools. Okay. In early 2002, a large crack also opened in one of the stone walls after the church was struck by lightning. Wait, I thought the church got taken apart. (laughs) The fuck? It's the new church. It's the new church. Never letting Stephen write my thing again. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I know. Um... Not really, but kind of. Um, <laughs> Should you punish him for picking the wrong thing? <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. It was, uh, it was, it was still up because then on major on March 29, two thousand two, it was mysteriously torn down. This for real this time, though, you guys. I'm serious. Um, but the man who owned the property now here it says that man is named Major Weiss uh, said he didn't authorize that demolition. Tate, do your thing of there hasn't been. Oh, there hasn't been a church here in 25 years. <laughs> I love when you do that. That used to be more of an old miner, but I just turned it into like Blanche from Golden Girls yeah. right there. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know how to change. And I just got excited. <laughs> this okay. just sounds like a fucking episode of Scooby-Doo. This is the scooby doo story I've ever done. <laughs> it really is. It really There's is. There's no Mr. So-and-so. It's the devil. But the- <laughs> I feel like, now that I'm reading this out loud, I feel like the key to this story especially, and stories like this, is when you're reading it on um, a website that has black background and the writing is green, it it only lives there. Once you pull it off of that, it's all ruined. Because like, you know, at the banner top of almost every website I've ever seen about the Stull Cemetery, it's like, a dead tree and fog, but it's nighttime. And it's like flashing different colors. I'm freaking out. The devil is on earth. And now I'm saying it out loud and I sound like a big dumbass. This is super dumb. In 2016, an earthquake hit Kansas. That's true. A big one, right? So there was, a, there was a picture that was going around on the internet that said, this is stole, like stole, the devil has torn, torn stole apart or whatever. And it was actually a picture from Christchurch, New Zealand when they had the earthquake. And their roads were like insanely torn up. So people were like, look at stole did. Yeah. Truly, the devil is with us now. No. Okay, this is the last and best. In 2013, Ariana Grande did a show right here what? at this theater on this stage with this same audience. <laughs> she did a concert stop here at the Midland, and then uh, she they knew about Stoll already, so they decided they were all going to drive there in their big Ariana black SUVs. Grande. You know Ariana Grande, Ariana, whatever. I find her to be very talented. She's, she's done it all. She's very, very good at what she does when she hosted SNL. She was mm-hmm. awesome. So and I just want that's I want to preclude everything I'm about to say by saying that first. However. However, she has her bodyguards carry her around like a dog. <laughs> and it's so funny. Maybe they want to do that. Maybe they're like, you're so cute and tiny. Can we carry you? Well, <laughs> she's, she's like, like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm tired. I work really hard. 
but the, here's something I love. There's a guy that I follow that's super funny on Twitter. Jesse, I believe his last name is McLaren. And he did a thing where he tried to reenact Aria Grande's album cover where he sits on a stool with his feet tucked under and he was like basically pretending to start a thing saying this album cover is fake <laughs> because he couldn't sit on a stool like that. And then it got around. It was like kind of became a meme a little bit. And then she fucking sent him a picture of herself not being able to sit on a stool. Like she got in on the party herself. Girl. Which makes me love her. That's how you gotta do it. So, okay. and I also love her because she went to the Stull Cemetery. So here's what she said. Did they carry her there? They carried her. Okay. Um, she said, I felt uh, a sick, overwhelming feeling of negativity in the whole car. Oh. Be like, that's your makeup artist, dude. <laughs> She's a real bee. <laughs> She's nice to only you. Everyone else hates her. <laughs> That's right. Uh, she, Ariana says, we smelled sulfur, which is the sign of a demon. That's a fart. That's what a fart sounds like. <laughs> Everyone. Hi. Uh, everything, say it again, but think of farting from the beginning of the negativity. Okay. I felt a sick, overwhelming feeling of negative, negativity in the whole car. And then the next line. And then we smelled sulfur, which is... <laughs> Sorry, but that's a fucking fart. It's just, Ariana. That's the sign of a, a, an internal intestinal demon. Debunked. You saw it here. I wonder if this also supports your theory. <laughs> <laughs> She said, then there was a fly in the car, also the sign of a demon. There was a fly in the car? Suddenly a fly. Out of nowhere, a fly. You know, normally you know flies are there. You see them, yeah. you feel them. Well, okay. this one, this was a surprise fly. <laughs> so they got so freaked out that there were two signs of demons in the car when they got there that, that she rolled down the window and said to the Stoll Cemetery, we apologize we didn't mean to disrupt your peace. And then she took a picture. <laughs> fucking artists, man. And they're like feeling negativity and they're fucking apologizing to spirits and shit. What if I just got struck by lightning right now? <laughs> I could die. How funny would that be? So awesome. <laughs> so many pictures. Oh, Social media tomorrow. That'd be great. So she takes a picture and then says there were three distinct faces and she said, quote, they're, fam- they're faces of textbook demons. <laughs> um, you know. And then in the interview that she was telling, the, she was telling the reporter about this and the reporter says, can I see the picture? And she goes, I deleted it because I gave it to my manager to upload and he couldn't upload it. And then when he checked, it had 666 megabytes of information. <laughs> So it was too, the file was too big, filled with demon faces. The the demon was like, I'm going to make this take up half your iPhone story. I'm truly sainted. (laughs) And that is the worst retelling of the Stull Cemetery, everybody. Look, exemplary. Look at Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> Can you believe Great. I said all those things you and said did all those things? So many things. You were here, you were there. We all laughed. Now, let's get to what everyone's been waiting for, which is the hometown. <laughs> So we're, you see now the point here is we're, we've cobbled together a live show with all our favorite live show moments mm-hmm. without having to have you listen to three. You just get best of. Yeah. This is a hometown that has gone down in the books. It's legendary. Um, <laughs> it, 
it it's an example of what not what we everything remember how we always go on stage and say here are the rules and everyone's like we know the rules well you don't listen to them sometimes so we have to actually tell you them every time yeah and you're all responsible for other people in your town (laughs) as you as all murderinos well know right because after the first time we were like yeah we kind of get heckled too much and the next live show we did you could hear people just going yeah like we don't want to be that town yeah Totally self-policing, which is so such a murdering no quality that I adore. Yeah. It's just like nobody's going to be that person yeah. ever. You, and they won't d- allow you. It's incredible work. So this was absolutely an anomaly. Someone snuck through. <laughs> it was I my turn know, to pick. It, it was all on me. I had a. I was picking at the time. And it's this always just, on you. Of course. I always put it on you. <laughs> this girl seemed really enthusiastic. And she was really close to the stage, which is helpful. We right, were in Washington, we D.C., right? Yes, and this theater was very old-fashioned. It looked mm-hmm. like a place where there would be a convention of some kind where it the it was almost like big, huge box yeah. seats set up on the side and then the floor. Right. So she was on one of the boxes on your side. Right. And, and, she, and so she was close. Yeah. And as soon as she started running up, it was uh-oh time. And it continued to be uh-oh time. Enjoy this uh-oh time with the... Um, in my opinion, greatest hometown anyone's ever delivered. <laughs> do we have time for a... Yeah, let's do a hometown. <laughs> Garbage. Oh, what's that? Yo, yo, yo. yo. There he is, Vince Averill. Vince Averill, everybody. Who's this super hot history dad you're fucking Aww. talking about out here? <laughs> hey, listen, you don't listen to this podcast, so don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Tell them the rules. Not yet. Quick rules. And you know these rules, but I have to say them anyway. First of all, we want it to be a hometown murder. We would love it to be a a Washington, D.C. story, please. Um, Maryland, okay, if, like, it's really good. But but don't... Nowhere else. Virginia? Uh, Virginia. Virginia, I'm sorry. This is the one in time we'll let it slide (laughs) seriously don't get any ideas (laughs) no baltimore shit um just kidding just kidding that's like inside baltimore comedy um (laughs) you can't be so drunk you can't tell your own story it has to go fast because everyone hates you for getting picked um don't shout out your friends um because nobody cares um, not a good idea to tell jokes. It's very nerve-wracking to be up here, but um, but just tell the story. Yeah, this is a new rule: is don't <clears throat> don't make jokes. Uh, <laughs> sure. Okay, can we? I'll pick. Hi. Oh, Georgia. Do you want to? You have to go up there. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Come here. Wait, she just screamed real loud though. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have picked someone who had a full drink in their hand. Sorry. Wee woo! It says wee woo! Wee woo! Hi. You can bring the lights down. It happened. So sorry. Hi. So sorry. Uh oh, here we go. Okay, this is gonna be fun. Hi, hi. My name's Mariah. Hey, where are you from? I'm from Manassas, Virginia. 
crazy shit. Okay, okay. great. Okay. <sighs> Deep breath. I, you got I know. This. I know. It's nerve-wracking. Katie, I just... Get down here, please. No. Katie, if you no. get down here, I will fucking strangle you. <laughs> oh. Do it. You got this. You don't need Katie. You don't need anybody. This, this is your is, story. I'm serious. Do this it. This is everything. Okay. I'm a restaurant manager. I just retired. Great. I work for Navy Federal Credit Union. Okay. All of a sudden, I worked... Shut up. <laughs> I worked for Carabas Italian Grill. Oh, yeah. Plug. Katie. We love it. That's Stay my baby sister. Stay oh. out of this. Stay out of this, Katie. You think <laughs> you're your better than me? have her time to shine. You better be taping this shit. I kid you not. Okay. Okay. I'm from Manassas. Yeah. What was his name? Who? Oh, I was a candy striper. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was. Okay. Yeah. John Wayne Bobbitt? Yeah, that was me. Wait, I'm you're... just a little girl. Okay. John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah, yeah. I love your hair. Thank you. I like yours too. <laughs> Mine? Yeah, it's good. Oh, right. thank Bob. you. We got to okay. focus. We okay. got to focus and tell John the story. Wayne... I can't believe I'm here. I know, me too. John Wayne <laughs> Bobbitt. I know. Do it. Manassas. Manassas. He got his dick cut off. Everyone knows. They know. Okay, right? go. Tell your story. I was just a little girl in Manassas, Virginia. I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> no one can. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> okay. You're you Manassas. Got you got you're a candy striper. And I'm a candy striper. Okay. And it's around the corner in Manassas. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. Go Manassas, go. You got this. What do I say? I mean, are you just telling the John Wayne that story? John Wayne Bobbitt? Yeah. Sit down. No. No. That was your hometown. You got it. That was it. It was John Wayne Bobbitt, and we all had a moment together. That was beautiful. It was everything we love. And listen, I, I feel like with John Wayne Bobbitt, it wasn't going to be a huge payoff. Or it's anything. a fucking... We all know the story. Also, it's not a murder. All right. <laughs> Yay! Yay. We did it! We did it! She did it. Good for her. She did it. She did it. Stephen, are you going to leave in the part where they, the everyone says pick another one, and I say no, too bad. Yeah, leave it. Oh, we have to. We have to. Yeah, the full experience. (laughs) You know, just making sure because I I know it's something that's wrong with me and a bad thing about me. (laughs) But there's moments like that are my absolute favorite, where that audience was just like. Get rid of her. We're doing this again. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're no, you're not. That's it. I get to say, this is our <laughs> you don't run this channel. You don't run this channel. You don't oh yeah. 
So we were basically like, and also because that same night, that audience didn't get ripped off because then after all that was over, just as an, a backup FYI, mm-hmm. we read from the book. Remember? Oh, we were, that's right. We read from the book. So that was, we were just like, okay, moving. And <laughs> we read a chapter from Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered, which hadn't come out yet. And we were recording it for the audiobook. So the live yes. episode that we, or if you listen to the audiobook, there's a couple live readings and that's one of them. That's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. All right. Awesome. Let's do some fucking hoorays then. Let's do it. Go ahead. Okay. This is from Heidi Joy Wind on Instagram. My fucking hurrah. (laughs) Yesterday, my 15 year old (laughs) and I had a one hour car ride together. Just the two of us. Been a while. He decided to DJ the event. And what followed was an hour of us singing at the top of our lungs. Paul (laughs) Simon, CSNY, Bjork, Peter Gabriel and the gorillas. Both of us had goosebumps and were near tears several times. I had this overwhelming feeling that I had done my job as a mama well, that he would be okay, and that I couldn't feel more love for him or the life he has ahead of him. Teenagers, they're so hard. That's that's great. That's very (laughs) sweet. Um, Okay, well then this one, I'll read this one. It's kind of coming the other direction. Okay. I hate my teenager. Is that what it's (laughs) (laughs) Where do I drop this one off? (laughs) Um, This is from uh, someone named Alyssa. And they say, fucking hooray, my stepdad adopted me last month. He's the most wonderful man to my mom, walked me down the aisle at my wedding, and he's loved me unconditionally since he and my mom got married over 10 years ago. I'm an adult and married, so this really is only symbolic, but I got a new birth certificate and a new maiden name. Without going into too much detail, my biological father is trash, and I don't wish to be associated with him, and we haven't spoken many years. I was worried COVID would delay what uh, I've waited for for so long. But via Zoom in a lawyer's office, it was made official and I couldn't be happier. My new birth certificate arrived and I've never felt more free. Much love to my murder girls. Love, Alyssa. That is so beautiful. I've seen a couple of those where it's either like, you know, adults or teenagers. Right. Per- present that to their stepfather yeah. the ones i've seen are stepfathers and it is the cutest like they immediately burst into yeah. tears and like oh it's so lovely and i moving. love that and i think symbolic acts of like of stuff like that is so important too because even yeah, though it's because just that like, it doesn't mean her. anything yeah but it yeah. means something to you and you're able to move on from this past that you don't want and it's also that thing of i think that step parent thing where it's like whatever step parent you might be that you're always kind of this outsider or an intruder and so how much that would mean to the parent who parented you know as as she said as Alyssa said like parented her for her actual life was her real father like that's beautiful that's beautiful I love it um okay my last one's from morgie underscore y um my fucking hooray is that i just finished as a marine animal rehabilitation and environmental education intern at the national marine life center and before i left we released four harbor seal pups back into the ocean (laughs) they were separated from their moms due to human interaction and it was one of the most fulfilling things to see them successfully rehabilitated and going back to their homes Oh, beautiful. That's so good. Did you see the story of the man who punched the great white shark? Yes. Because he was attacking his wife. I saw it on the bananas Instagram feed, actually. (laughs) Okay, here's my last one. And actually, I found this one. This one's from an older set of these. Mm. And I lost it because I printed them all up Mm -hmm. and lost it and have been looking for it. And I finally fucking found it. This is from Control Shift Tabs. (laughs) 
My fucking hooray is that today is my brother's birthday and we're all quarantined together in our childhood home. The big doofus, when asked what he wants <laughs> for the big two seven dinner, goes, I don't know, tacos, probably thinking that um, of supporting a local business or the nearby Taco Bell. He forgets that I'm furloughed, anxious, and that my motto is cooking is cheaper than therapy. Boy, is he getting a full taco bar in our kitchen tonight and a cake delivered by a friend who is a supermarket worker and will get us an ice cream cake same day. Fucking hooray. (laughs) Taco night. I mean, I know there's lots of people with nightmare stories, but I do love that idea of of people, just everybody going back to their parents' house or apartment or whatever and just having to go be with their siblings again and spend time with people that you would have never had a chance to spend this much time with again in your life probably you know it's like when and play you, some uno and get, play, get in there play some uno do a puzzle eat some tacos i mean have an ice cream cake what more delivered pull your pull that those strings that you have in your town use that juice yeah. get some cakes delivered i love that she's like ice cream cakes same day same day bitch. same day i've got fucking a connection <laughs> <laughs> what are you the what are you the mayor of your town you lucky duck um well everybody yeah i don't yeah uh, send us your fucking arrays wherever you feel like it yeah, are we the littlest things? Yeah, little things. B- doing a taco bar for your brother is a beautiful gesture. Beautiful. And we need to hear about it. Totally, things that are bringing um, you joy and bring and yes. things you're doing to bring other people joy. You can brag about yourself. Any of that, and of course, any story about your grandma is welcome and That's accepted. Right. Always. That's right. Anything. Always. Um. All right. Well. Uh. I think that's it for this week. Yeah, I think so. We 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 literally um quilted something together for you. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful quilt. It'll be for sale yeah. on the My Favorite Murder store. <laughs> <laughs> fuck fucking, you! I'm a quilt. Shitty We're gonna quilt. Start <laughs> se- selling <laughs> shitty quilts that say "Fuck you! I'm a quilt" across it for Christmas. What else do we have to do? We're in quilt. Uh, All right, stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie?